Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bold Take Podcast, part two of our NFL mock draft. Of course, if you missed part one, we went through picks one through 16 yesterday. So go give that a listen before this one so you don't get any spoilers. Uh, We had a little stretch where we were pretty much agreeing all the way through, but near the end we had some differences, but we got through most of the bottom of the NFL and some of the trades that happened to get some of the top teams. But now we move to some of the teams that were almost playoff teams and obviously playoff contenders yeah. throughout. So they'll probably look for pieces majorly to help them get over top. So let's start at pick 17 with a team that has already made a bunch of noise this offseason in the LA Chargers. Khalil Mack, JC Jackson. They're making some big moves for their defense. Uh, rest. So it really is interesting to see what they go with here. Uh, who do you got? Who do you got them going with? Um, honestly, I would like to see them add a third wide receiver here. Um, you know, and really just have weapons for uh, Justin Herbert. Um, tight end would be another good pick. Um, but there are not a lot of first round caliber tight ends in this draft. There ain't no Kyle Pitts in this uh, one. Yeah. Um, Widermeyer would be my favorite to go in the first round, but I. Spoiler alert, I don't have a tight end going to the first round. I just don't think there's any tight end that's good enough to be in the first round here. Agree. Um, and so I think that makes no sense to reach. So, again, I would like to see them take another receiver. And uh, we talked about this guy in the part one. Um, they talked about, you know, a lot of people have him as the best receiver in the class. Um, you know, I hadn't heard anything about uh, Drake London is my pick here. Uh, but – a lot of people seem to be high on him. So I think that this would be a spot where the Chargers might take him. All right. Uh, to me, I 100% agree on wide receiver. 100% agree. Uh, but obviously, the two, the, you picked Drake London, and we went, we kind of had both those guys gone. So I can't go with him. So instead, I'm going to go with, even though, again, I think Trey Wan Burks is number one wide receiver in this draft class. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I have them going with the guy that will probably will play right that will play better with them. Probably, and I'm going with Chris Olave from Ohio State. Uh, okay. uh, that Ohio State wide receiving core. Did we mention Jackson Smith Ninjigba? I think is how you pronounce the last name. Uh, his Rose Bowl. He's yeah. going to be a monster prospect next year. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. So uh, the name itself tells you how yeah. good he is. Yeah. So that wide receiving core at Ohio State is loaded, and I think they get. Uh, the Chargers get another piece for Herbert there. So next up, we move back to a team that we ended the part one with for the third time. The Philadelphia no, eighteen. Oh, we're at eighteen. Oh, I just I completely skipped Stay over forward. the Saints. So- sorry, sorry, Trevor. I completely skipped over the Saints. Thank you for or the that. Seahawks if you listen to part one. Yeah, if you if you listen to part one, there's there's a little bit of a difference there for one of us. So it is the Saints here, obviously. You kind of talked about in part one, many different things are happening in the Saints organization. Yeah. We're in the running back who's really nothing t- been talked about him since you know what. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas, who knows what's happening with him. Jameis Winston's being courted by other teams. Absolutely. They're paying yeah. Taysom Hill way too much money. They have a new head coach. Lots going on. What do you see the Saints going with here? Um, or no, wait, actually, no, my bad. That's for me. You have the Seahawks yeah. here. Who do you uh, have the Seahawks going with? So I've, Again, if you missed part one, I've got the Seahawks trading down from their pick at nine, New Orleans trading up and getting Matt Corral. Um, And so here at 18, I think that with the way it currently stands, 
Seattle is still going to go quarterback here. Yes. But that trade with New Orleans, if it were to happen the way I say it happens, it's a haul, a first-round pick next year, a fifth-round pick later in this draft, um, and then this pick right here. Um, and they still get, you know, a good choice of quarterbacks um, left in my mock. Um, and so I've got him going Kenny Pickett here, a guy that a lot of people kind of have all of a sudden started sleeping on, really. It looks like he's sliding on some draft boards. Yeah. Um, but I think he had a good finish to the year, and obviously he didn't play in the bowl game, so he didn't get hurt. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how he could have been, how he could be getting any worse. Um, but I like Kenny Pickett right here. I think he's a, a guy that could definitely fit kind of uh, Pete Carroll's uh, scheme. Okay. All right. So I still have the Saints here because I do not have any trades in mind. So for me, I look at it this way, you know, the Saints, you got to remember last year before the Jameis Winston injury happened, they were playing really good football. And I think, I think number one, they're going to try really hard to get Jameis back because they realized how good he, they were with him. Cause I mean, they were what, like three, four and one to star whenever he went down, yeah. they beat Tampa Bay. Uh, an actual game where there was points scored on like the the six nothing one a few weeks later, yeah. but uh, so I am going with a piece to maybe replace Michael Thomas because who knows what's happening with him nowadays, and also a piece that I don't know if he'll be ready for the start of regular season, but I think since the Saints are still potentially a team that could make some noise in the playoffs, they won't need him right away. So I have them actually going with Jamison Williams from Alabama. Uh, to get another speed guy for the offense, I'm sure they're going to bring in someone that runs the same similar type of offense to Sean Payton. And uh, I think that he could be a very good piece, kind of like we had whenever I had, I thought that they might go with Kadarius Tony there last yeah. year. So now let's move into the 20s where the first pick is. 19. Oh, no, you're one pick ahead. Good. Lord, what is wrong with me? I keep on skipping over him. I have them all on my on my phone here. I swear I do. Um, okay, thir- second time in this episode. Nineteen, the <laughs> Phil- the, the team that we finished part one with, back to back in the Philadelphia Eagles. We've talked a lot about them. I don't know why I keep on skipping over them. Who do you got the Eagles taking here? Um, so I I think a big need that they've had for a while. So in the part one, had them taking defense twice on the D line though. Um, I think they're going to go defense here again. Now, again, we talked about this is really where they need it. I mean, just look at how bad the Buccaneers beat them in the playoffs. Um, they need to be able to get some stops. Um, and linebacker has been a massive, massive issue for them in recent years, ever since really the Super Bowl run. Um, they've just had trouble keeping linebackers, especially coverage linebackers. Um, and I think a good pickup right here for them would be uh, Nicobe Dean from Georgia. He was a phenomenal leader at Georgia, and I think he's going to make an immediate impact in the NFL, and I think he could be a difference maker on that defense. Okay, I could definitely say, like like we said in the last one, just defense in general for the yeah. Eagles is needed in this draft, and three first-round picks before you even get into the 20s is not bad yeah. to get the, a solid defense. For me, I'm going off something you said in part one, um, similar to the uh, the Fletcher Cox situation. They released him yesterday because we were recording this on a Friday. Uh, they released him, so I have them going with the guy that you originally had them going with at that pick in uh, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. I have them going with him. You got that. You got Ahmad Gardner, yeah. and you got Trent McDuffie from me, at least. You got two Georgia guys in there. 
it's really not wrong to go with a defensive player from Georgia in the first round here. Yeah, no, uh, this is definitely a, a draft where if you want a defensive guy and he went to Georgia, I'd go ahead and get him. <laughs> yeah. So now, if I don't skip over them, which I doubt I will because they're my team, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, originally signed Mitchell Trubisky as their QB, and at first that was the only move we had done, and I was not not happy, not happy at first. But I calmed down, and then we went out and got Miles Jack, Levi Wallace, so many other pieces, several pieces for the O-line. Uh, I guess the most aggressive I've seen the Steelers in free agency in a while, like in my whole life. So they've been aggressive in free agency, still some holes to fill. Who do you got the Steelers taking here? Um, Now, I know there's been a lot of talk about going defense and this and that, and I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. But I think uh, they might go with a guy here that uh, some might say is very Mitchell Trubisky-esque, um, coming, hailing from the same university. I like them going Sam Howell here. I think that if the Mitchell Trubisky project fails, which it probably will because it wasn't entirely Matt Nagy's fault that he wasn't that good. It was a team effort, but I will say I would give the edge more to Nagy. I, I would say Nagy's scheme was bad, and he didn't work with Trubisky very well. But Trubisky also was not the level of talent to be drafted True. at the number two pick and thrust into that position. But I think taking Sam Howell here and learning from the Mitchell Trubisky collapse in Chicago, play this guy behind Mitch for a year okay. if you have to. And then he is ready to be the true QB of the future. Um, and so that's personally what I think they do here, but I definitely could see them going defense and really loading up on that defense. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the pick of QB. I like it. Uh, I think we, I think I've clarified many times who I want the Steelers pick at QB, but he's not in available mine. He went 11 picks earlier in mine to the Seahawks at number nine. So I look at our secondary, really, we have Minka. Fitzpatrick, uh, most underrated. He's one of the more underrated safeties in the NFL. Absolutely. So I have them trying to fill that other safety situation. Because no offense to Terrell Edmonds, he is not a good safety. He overplays every single play and ends up getting burnt. I've just never been a big fan of him. Play this contract coming to an end here, his rookie contract. I think we can maybe look to replace him and then let him out the yeah. door. So I have them going with. Another Georgia defensive player. I'm going Lewis. I think it's signed. I think it's signed. Yeah, Lewis signed the safety from Georgia. Like we said, anybody from Georgia's defense is probably a good pick here. And I think getting safety, that could change within the next month or so if I hear reports of what they might be doing. But to me, I think safety would probably be the best pick for defensive. Uh, absolutely. So next up at 21, I didn't skip that one. Uh, we have... Everyone's favorite, the New England Patriots. We thought they were gone. We thought they were gone. And then this past year, Mac Jones proved to be a pretty good pick last year. And now they're a team that's looking to get back on the rise, potentially. Who do you got them taking here, 21? Um, I think that a big issue they've had, even in Brady's last few years, um, was a solid receiving core. Um, very hard to succeed when Julian Edelman, great receiver, but when it's Julian Edelman and then it's Danny Amendola and then it's some guy who played in the CFL last year, uh, you know, you don't 
<laughs> you don't really know what you're going to get. That's a fair point. Um, and so I think something that could really help them is getting a receiver to pair with Mac Jones and maybe a guy he's a little bit familiar with. Uh, I got him going Jamison Williams oh, right here. Oh, okay. Go a little Philadelphia Eagles action, and you reunite some former teammates in college and, uh, you know, maybe provide a little spark for Mac Jones and Jamison Williams. Okay. I'll, I like that. I would probably go with Jameson Williams, but I have him going off to the Saints because I think I think he would probably just maybe try to fit there. But I 100% agree. They should go wide receiver here, and this is unfortunately who I have making this uh, going to this team. He's the, he's the best wide receiver in the whole draft class. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going based off of what they're saying for a little bit of accuracy. Uh, I'm going Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Uh, his combine speed, uh, his four-yard four yard dash, a little underwhelming at that, but you've seen his game speed when he catches yeah. the ball. Dude is a beast. He's going to be really good. I hate that he's going to be really good for New England, according to this. I hope that doesn't happen, and the Steelers somehow draft him, even though they won't. Uh, but I think him going to New England would be a really good fit for the Patriots. Absolutely. So next up at 22, this was, if I'm correct, originally where a certain team in Vegas was yes. picking but, you know, let's let's talk about that real quick because that happened yesterday of this Absolutely. recording. Devontae Adams got franchise tagged by the Packers, and we thought, okay, he's going to play under the franchise tag or they'll have time to try to get it done for the season. You know, he'll be with Green Bay. No, he is heading to the Vegas Raiders like we talked about yeah. the whole uh, past year. Just your thoughts on the deal real quick. Um, Well, I hate to say I called it, but I kind of <laughs> did because I did say that if there's any team that was going to go hard for Devontae Adams uh, after, you know, when he leaves the Packers, it was going to be the Raiders. And I do remember explicitly saying, if you want Devontae Adams next season, make sure Derek Carr is your quarterback, whoever you are because that's who he wants to play with. And lo and behold, he's a Raider. <laughs> I, I can't say that I'm a psychic when it comes to the Vegas Raiders, but I, I am a psychic. I really think you're a part of the Raiders organization. Uh, I've got points. some insider information I can't really uh, <laughs> indulge, but I, I think it's a great pickup. These two guys were great together in college. They were. They both were. I believe they got Fresno State ranked in the like, top 15. They won one the point. Mountain West um, together. So I, I don't know how you can look at this and say, I mean, they're only better. They're top-tier players at their position in the NFL. These two guys together are going to be a nightmare. And just, again, the AFC West. Seriously, if every single in-division game on there is not on national TV, we, we'd riot. We I'm should riot. losing it. Because that would make no sense for not for every single one to not be on national <laughs> TV. If Joe Buck, or not, if Joe Buck and them and whoever they got at Fox, hopefully Gus Johnson, and Jim Nansen, whoever they got for Sunday Night Football, probably Mike Tirico. If, they, if I don't hear them calling every single AFC West game, I'm going to be really surprised. Living. But Aaron Rodgers also knew about this and still had the deal go through. I mean, that is what confuses me there. Yeah, what, what does he want? He's been asking for more weapons, and he's got less weapons now. Uh, so the Packers are now at this pick. Uh, like we said, traded for Devontae Adams. Do we see a possible wide receiver here for you for Green Bay? Um, well, they've got two picks, so I didn't go wide receiver right away. Okay. I thought the more essential need is going to be Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, he is easily the best interior lineman in this draft. He's listed as a center, but I definitely think he could play guard 
which is really what the Packers are going to need him to do after losing Lucas Patrick to the Bears. Um, he was a very versatile uh, guard for them that could play guard and center. Um, and so I think getting Linderbaum to help beef up that offensive line for Aaron Rodgers, I think that's going to be their first step. Um, but I will, spoiler alert, I do have them taking a receiver with their second pick in the okay. first round. I agree on O-line here. I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, but just not the same guy because obviously yeah, I, I yeah he's off my board. I had him going to the Vikings. So to me, uh, I look at is really a guy that can just get an O line that can play multiple positions for you at this point because you get a guy that can play multiple positions, you're in you're yeah, in quite good business. shape. So I actually have them going with a Mister. Uh, hold on, where where to go? I just saw it on here. I'm, hold on, I lost mine for a sec. Uh, I'm going with a Mister. Okay, I just lost him again. Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. Uh, he's a guy. He's a little underrated. He's climbing up recently on boards. Yes, absolutely. So I think getting a guy, and he's reportedly could also play multiple positions as well. So I think getting someone for the O-line would be really good for them here. Absolutely. So next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy. They're an interesting team right now. Obviously losing Chandler Jones, their prime defensive player. Kyler Murray, who who knows? He might go play baseball now. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury got extended, even though many people are calling for him not to be extended. So uh, a lot of questions for the Cardinals. Who do you got them taking here? Um, I think one of their most uh, obvious needs uh, after last season is an offensive line. Um, Kyler Murray has uh, great mobility. But it does. You can't win games when your quarterback is constantly scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. And while he's made some great plays scrambling, he needs uh, he needs some stability on the offensive line and to be able to trust that he's got time to find DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Um, so I have them taking Bernard Rainman here from Central Michigan. Like you said, plays can play multiple positions. He's really climbing on draft boards with his combine. And his uh, I'm blanking pro day, yeah. So he's really starting to shine, and I think he's a guy that is going to go right here, and the Cardinals going to improve that line. Okay, I 100% agree with you on O line here, but I had him go Just the pick go. before, so I'm going with a guy that actually I think could slip down here solely because of where he went to school, and some people may not uh, respect that. And that's a uh, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Yeah. He's a really big lineman. I don't know if you've seen him play really good. Really. He's, I think he's like six, seven, six, six range. He's one of the bigger linemen in the class and he's a really good player. And like you said, you can't win games with Kyler Murray scrambling around. It makes sense to go lineman here. Yeah. So next up at 24, we have the Dallas Cowboys. America's team who has lost quite a bit this offseason. And that's exactly what happens when you pay your uh, your most overrated running back in the NFL way too much money. So a lot of questions and stuff going on. Dallas, who you got here? Um, I, I think their most egregious need right now is offensive line. They are having to – Connor Williams is probably going to sign elsewhere. He's a free agent. Um, Leo Collins, they have told him, hey, we're done with you. They yeah. waved him. Um, so, you know, that's two starting linemen right there. Uh, so I think that they need to beef up that <laughs> O-line a little bit more. Um, and so I got the guy you just had come off the board, Trevor Penning, big physical guy. 
um, and he could really take that tackle spot that Lyle Collins was playing um, and really help them, you know, boost that offensive line and maybe get Ezekiel Elliott the yards that he's being paid to get. Because right now he's not. Yeah, he really is not getting him what exactly he's worth, and that's cost them players like Amari Cooper and such. To me, I was tempted to go O-line here, but I think this is a pretty deep O-line class and also a pretty defensive class. So I think either way, it's it's okay. They'll yeah. probably get one with a second-round pick. Uh, but to me, I look at what Randy Gregory pulled the yeah. other day when he originally signed with the Cowboys, but then backed out and went to the Broncos. So that leaves a whole – I know you're going to have Micah Parsons probably play more edge, but – I'm sure they would like to use him also a lot more at linebacker as yeah. well, play more of a primary position there. So I have them actually going with a uh, George Carl Loftus, the defense, the defense guy from Purdue. I think he could be really good for them. Absolutely. Uh, and could be, obviously you can switch him and Parsons out, which allows you to also play Parsons more in linebacker, see what you got there and maybe also make a decision on where you want to play him maybe more primarily. Yeah. And if you like him at edge, and you're looking to save money, keep Carl Loftus and look to move to Marcus Lawrence, exactly. who is already not interested in a long-term future in Dallas, as it seems. Exactly. So I think I think going there makes a lot of sense for them. So next up at 25, the Buffalo Bills. Heartbreak is the only word I can say for them in that. Yeah. And what was probably the best one of the best playoff games of all time. Absolutely. So they got Vaughn Miller recently in free agency, which is a huge get for them. They did lose, however, some other pieces in free agency. Who do you got the Bills taking here? Um, I think their biggest need right now is to get another, get a big-time receiver, somebody to make it happen that is not Stephon Diggs because it, it took long enough for people to realize Cole Beasley is not a number two wide receiver in football, and they just released him recently, um, you know, putting a you know stamp on that statement, yeah. really. Um, and so I think that they need a number two guy, a guy that can be a takeover guy. And I've got a guy here that I think is a top three receiver in this class. And you're wondering, why didn't he go in one of your first three receivers? Because Drake London is out of nowhere, this guy that everybody loves, who's not one of my top three receivers in this class. Me neither. So with that being said, I've got them taking Traylon Burks right here. I think Burks would be a great fit for that Buffalo Bills offense and just give Josh Allen another weapon and, you know, might win an MVP with a, with a unit quite like that. You've been, you've been calling for Josh Allen MVP the last two years. You think this year's the the year if they get Trey on? Maybe, hopefully. Uh, I was going to go wide receiver here and I was actually going to have him go Trey on, but then I saw that the Steelers signed one of their best corners in uh, Levi Wallace. So, I think losing a corner there hurts, obviously, because you saw he lost Tredavious White to an an ACL injury to end the year last year. And your best corner after that was Levi Wallace. So I think corner, and also you saw they had to deal with the Chiefs wide receivers, but I'm going with a corner from the second best defense in in the college football. I'm going with Andrew Booth, the defensive back from Clemson. It's kind of, they're similar to Georgia. Defensive players from Clemson usually do very well. So, uh, I have them going with him just to kind of fill in that spot that they lost with Levi Wallace. Next up at 26, the Tennessee Titans, a team that was uh, got sacked Joe Burrow 
nine times and still lost. So, and you got to wonder the future of Ryan Tannehill. There's some people that obviously don't believe in him. And of course, Derrick Henry's health still a question after the end of last year. Uh, who do you got the Titans taking here? Do I have the Titans picking here? Oh! No, I don't. This is my other pick or other trade in this okay. draft. I have the Chicago Bears trading up, giving up the second round pick and the sixth round pick that they got in their trade for Khalil Mack for the 26th pick in this draft and a sixth round pick later in this draft. That doesn't matter because we're not going to cover it. Yeah. Um, but this is the big move that they need to trade up and get the weapon that Justin Fields needs, and that's Chris Olave. Oh. Um, one of his former receivers at Ohio State. They've been talking about doing it for a while. Olave's not making it to the second round, and with how aggressive Ryan Poles has been, wouldn't be surprised if he moved up here. And another thing that would probably be a layer in this deal would be Eddie Jackson um, would be sent to Tennessee, especially after they just lost Kenny Vaccaro to retirement. They could use another top, uh, pro, all-pro quality safety um, back there with uh, Kevin Byer. Yeah. I couldn't think of his name. Uh, um, yeah. so I, I think that that could be a big trade that the bears make because, uh, like I said, I think that that second round this year, six round next year could be good quality draft assets to trade. And then I think Eddie Jackson, obviously a team like the Titans, who's been making runs, they could definitely use something like that. So I like the bears moving up here for Olave. Okay. I like that's an that's an aggressive move by the Bears moving up into that first round. Uh, I agree with you. Titans secondary a uh, little bit uh, slow after losing, you know, like you said, Kane Vaccaro. So I have them going secondary here. Uh, but my top safety and really the only safety projected to go in the first round yeah. uh, went to the Steelers. So I'm going with a corner that can also has experience playing a little bit of safety and kind of can play in between. That's Kyer Elam, defensive back from Florida. Yeah. Uh, trying to get just help that secondary out because it's clear your pass rush is working pretty good. Yeah. So uh, I think he makes a lot of sense here. So next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You wondered what they were going to do at QB when Tom Brady announced his retirement. You wondered. You were thinking, do they go after Deshaun Watson? Do they go after this Aaron Rodgers? Do they draft a QB? And then Tom Brady just shut them all up and said, they ain't going after anybody because I'm coming back. I'm just kidding. So Tampa Bay, again, back in the conversation for being one of the top teams. So because Tom Brady's back and most likely Gronk's going to be back. What do you got Tampa doing here? Um, I think uh, we talked about this last year and I had them doing this and then they ended up bringing back all their starters last year, including William Golston. Um, but Willie Golston, again, coming up as a free agent. Um, and I think they need to fill that with a young talent. Um, and so I think a good young edge rusher that we've got left on the board is Jermaine Johnson, the second out of Florida state, really one of the only bright spot Florida state's had in quite a while. Um, so <laughs> safe to say, so I, I like him here staying in the state of Florida, um, to make something happen with the Buccaneers. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I, I look at them and their O-line loss. They lost some very big pieces in, in free agency. Most of that's due to the fact that they did not think that Tom Brady was coming back. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Brady uh, kind of cost himself on the O-line. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have them going probably for the best, I think specifically guard, because obviously they both, one of them, I know one of them retired, 
And the other, I think, left in free agency, if I'm correct. Yes. Uh, so I have them going guard here. And the best guard to me on the board, at least for me, is a Mr. Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Uh, A&M's produced some pretty good linemen over the years at points. And I think just, you know, you got to protect you got to protect your old man at QB. You got to protect them. It's pretty simple there. Absolutely. So next up, again, we have the Green Bay Packers back um, here. Who do you have? Is this a wide receiver, I'm assuming? Yes, as I said earlier, <laughs> wide receiver right here. I, I Again, now offense is what they need to uh, pick here in this first round because they've got to somehow show Aaron Rodgers that they care at all <laughs> that he's on the team. Yeah. Um, or maybe they don't care. Uh, who knows? Um, but I think right here, a guy that is under the radar, a guy that I hope kind of slips to the second round in the Bears take because I don't really know that we'll trade up, uh, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. If you did not watch any college football, you're probably thinking, who is Jahan Dotson? Yeah. <laughs> if you watched any Penn State game, this guy was the difference maker every single time. Whenever Sean Clifford was in trouble, all he had to do was throw to number five, and number <laughs> five made it happen. This guy was one of the most special talents in college football this year, I think, and I think he's going to be a great, great playmaker for whoever he ends up with. Too bad I've got him going to the Packers <laughs> here. Um, but that's I really think he would be a great pick for a team that is depleted at wide receiver right now. Yep, we have, we agree on a pick for the first time in a, in in a, a little bit. bit. Yeah, I 100% agree. Dawson, one of the more underrated receivers in this whole draft class. And like I said, you gotta, you don't have a lot of wide receivers left on that roster that have any real experience and are, no offense to them, on the elite level of the guy you just traded away. Yeah. So I think John Dawson here makes a lot of sense. But I honestly, you know, I'm really confused. I want to go back to the Aaron Rodgers thing real quick. He talked about him saying that he knew about the deal. So does that do you do you think that he still ends up as a Green Bay QB? I mean, I know he signed the contract, but you gotta wonder. Yeah, I mean, it, it is confusing. He says he knows, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would lie at this point. Um, My I mean, question is this: Every other Packers play on Twitter was shell shocked when that trade happened. Yeah, but they're like Aaron Rodgers knew. That I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I I guess I don't get all his complaints about not no help. Um, just for him to get less help. The biggest help he's had, maybe in his career, in Devontae Adams. I mean, a guy that's a top five wide receiver and they deal him away. Um, so I you know, I guess he's hoping for Something, a miracle, I, I guess. Or I guess. he believes in uh, the draft process, finally. <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> For all we know, they'll take two quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter, and uh, I don't even know who else would be on my board. So. Um, yeah, I don't know who else after that. <laughs> uh, let's move on. 29, that is the Miami Dolphins, who – Fired Brian Flores are now currently being investigated for purposely tanking. Yes. Uh, but new new head coach. Uh, they still believe in Tua as of right now. What do you got Miami doing here? Uh, man, really, I think that offensive line is the big need. Um, gotta protect Tua. Um, and I think a guy that 
another guy that I hope slips to the second round so the Bears can take. <laughs> uh, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Um, I believe he can play a little center as well as guard. Um, so that's the kind of versatility that teams really are looking for in offensive linemen these days, but primarily a guard. And again, Tua needs protection. Every team should have learned from Joe Burrow and his rookie year. And even this year, even though he didn't get a season-ending injury this time. But dude needs protection. <laughs> um, they could have won that Super Bowl if this guy has protection. And so I think everybody needs to learn that your young quarterback has got to be protected so he can make stuff happen. Um, and so I think that protecting Tua, if they really believe in Tua as the future, this is going to be uh, a, an offensive lineman pick. Uh, I think they sh- they could go online here, but I also think them losing Christian, uh, not Christian Wilkins, not really working out yeah. there. So I think they maybe tried to go defensive tackle to try to replace him. And a guy that's little bit underrated in my opinion uh logan hall defensive tackle from houston he's kind of projected to be early second round type of guy maybe uh late first he can be a three uh three tackle technique with them guys in there i think he could be really good for the pressure that they can try to bring like i said i think this is a pretty a decently deep o-line class i think miami will still go o-line like i said to protect tua so now at 30 the Kansas City Chiefs, the team that has made the least amount of moves in the AFC West, and yet they're probably still the favorites to win. Yeah. Who do you got the who do you got the Chiefs taking here? Um, ultimately, we've been talking about it, preaching about it on the podcast for a while, and you know, it was good to see this year that it came to fruition that the Chiefs defense is not able to keep up. They're all exactly is not as unpredictable anymore. People know what they're trying to do, and while it still puts up high scoring numbers teams get stops when they need the stops and the same can't be said when the chiefs need a stop they can't get it and so i think defense is where they really need to go i think nick bolton was a great pick for them last year he's helping that middle linebacker uh position i think they're going to go secondary here especially after losing chavaris ward and potentially Um, tyron matthew yeah uh so i i think a big help for them right now would be trent mcduffie out of washington a lot of people have him higher in this class I just didn't have a lot of spots where there were a lot of teams I thought could use a DB, but not more than what I had. Yeah. And so to me, he's the third best corner. I had him going as my third corner off the board just much later than a lot of people think. Okay. Um, to me, I look at the Chiefs and, you know, as much as their secondary needs some help, I do think, however, you know, there's that saying, if you put enough pressure on the QB – you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make sure. you're gonna force them to make mistakes and that'll make your secondary not have to worry as much. So this one, similar to what you said earlier, was before the bad news today. Uh I haven't gone with David Ojabo from Michigan. I feel like Frank Clark, uh, who knows what he's doing off the field lately. Yeah. Also, money wise, I would not be surprised to see him get rid of him within the next year. And having a guy like Ojabo to fill his spot, a younger guy could be really important for them. Absolutely. But like we said, I, I hope he's okay because he he's was going to be a t- talked about a lot during the draft yes, process. Sure. So now we move on to a team that, you know, everyone had making the Super Bowl this past year, but in the preseason, <laughs> that would be the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, um, just so close, close to getting that Super Bowl. But I will say partially, they got cheated by the refs. I will say that in that Super Bowl because we never really talked about it. Yeah. yeah, the end of the game was a little uh, sketchy. 
Yes, but also at the end, what cost them? No O-line for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Now, credit them. They've gone out for agency and gotten a couple of pieces on that O-line, but still still some work to do. Who do you got them taking here? Uh, obviously, I've got them going O-line. We preached it last year. They went Jamar Chase, which ended up being a good deal. Um, Jamar Chase isn't on the board this time, so unless they plan on drafting <laughs> him again on their own team, I really think the they heck, should they go. Draft, they draft Jamar Chase again? I hope they go Kenyon Green at a Texas A&M. Like you said earlier, he's a really talented offensive lineman, and he would definitely help make a difference and keep Joe Burrow safe. Uh, I agree with you. Offensive line, pure and simple. Keep Joe Burrow safe at all costs. But I had Kenyon Green going earlier. Uh, but this guy's still on the board, a guy that can play multiple positions like you talked about. And like you said, anyone that can play O-line for the Bengals is is good, any position. So I'm going with uh, Zion Johnson from Boston College. I think he could be really good for them. Along with some of the free agency signings they made, they made it clear they're going to try and protect Joe Burrow now, now that they got him some weapons. And the final pick was originally the Rams pick, but... The trade that I'm sure they are definitely not regretting making Absolutely uh, not. for Matthew Stafford. This pick now belongs to the Lions. We're at the second pick. Now, our picking here in the last pick of the first round, who you got? Um, I think they'll go uh, more defense here. Um, Dan Campbell is a defensive kind of guy, I believe. Um, and defense is really where their issues are. And they could use some linebackers. They've been trying to just sign veteran guys, Jamie Collins most recently that I can think of, to try and fill that void and just nothing really working out. So I, I think that right here they could go with a guy um, that's a lot higher on other people's draft boards. Um, but, again, I feel like Nicobe Dean might be the better guy just by a bit. But I do like Devin Lloyd out of Utah to go right here and try and make a difference for that Detroit defense. Um. I'm tempted to pick because they lost they lost Trey Flowers in free agency. Razorback is a beast. They lost him, but they do have some younger pieces on that defensive line that I think they're confident in. But I'm not so sure they're confident in Jared Goff. So I have them going quarterback with the final pick of the first round. And not only that, I have them going with the man from Mitchell Trubisky's Hall of Honor. I have them going with Sam Howell. Yes, I think he could be an interesting – and also – he can sit for a year behind golf because, let's face it, that money, they're going to play him next year. Yeah. So I think they could have him play next year, have how learn the playbook would be a decent pick there. And that will do it for our mock draft. Like we said, part one was uh, came out yesterday. This was part two. Uh, we'll no doubt probably do one more before the NFL draft where we will do Hopefully. probably a couple more trades involved in them. So... Uh, be on the lookout for that one near near the NFL draft time. Next week, most likely, we'll have a March Madness episode. Uh, don't ask me about my bracket. Um, Do. <laughs> so, but keep an eye out for that one and many other episodes coming out. But that is it for now. I am Austin Waiter. That is Austin Hill. And we want to thank you for listening.